Hello and welcome everybody to Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. My name is Herfy Durfy. My name is Tim. And I'm Dante. And this will be a very relaxing and smooth episode. We're going to bring the NPR vibes the whole time. We're going to get right up close on that microphone and we're going to bring the volume of our voice down a little bit. Hope you don't fall asleep if you're listening to this while driving. I'm I'm scared and I want to turn this episode off already. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a joke. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I I cannot stay quiet that long. Unfortunately, I'm a I'm an outburst sort of guy. Well, I'm I mean, bound to uh, spike some spike some waveforms. So I that, am that plan. Is, I am too. Yeah. So <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Let's be honest. But uh, I love the intro. Love, love that that saucy energy that you you were bringing. Yeah, I thought that was a good good one. It worked out that quite was nicely. A good one. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. Uh, things are definitely a little different here uh, because I am broadcasting to you from a different Carolina than I was broadcasting, before. He says, <laughs> like well, like we do these Broad- live. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping up with the NBR thing, you know. Uh, yeah, so lived in North Carolina for the past like decade longer, actually. Uh, and uh, just moved last week across the border, the southern border, back into the state of South Carolina, which is where I spent my childhood and teenage years. Uh, so we now have different state representation for both of the two American hosts on this podcast. We've got the North <laughs> Carolina and the South mm. Carolina, um, getting, giving you a little bit more uh, coverage, geographic coverage here. So, At least my barbecue is um, better. As, yeah, it is. yeah. It I was gonna, is, I was gonna ask, it kind of in that same way. As <laughs> someone who is not only not from one of the Carolinas, but not even from the U.S., what would you say, both of you, is the biggest, the single biggest difference between North and South Carolina? Oh, I'll let you. I can see so. Tim's face, and I'm very <laughs> glad I asked this question. <laughs> so for the it. first thing. The first thing that jumped into my mind was uh, during COVID, there was an extremely obvious difference between the two states, which was in North Carolina. Generally, you see people wearing masks, keeping their distance in South Carolina. It was like 2019. <laughs> like nobody was there was there was a lot less uh, precautions taken around mm-hmm. COVID. And that it was like really stark, you know, like when it started to get to 2021, you were able to travel a little bit more and, you know, be outside with a mask if you're vaccinated and stuff. Once we were going to South Carolina, which is, you know, where all of our family lives versus North Carolina, which is where I work and where we lived, stark difference in, in mm. COVID precautions. Mm, so okay. that's, that's, and you know, you can extrapolate from that, whatever you will, <laughs> you, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. you, okay. can, you can use your imagination from there, but all that's, right. that's the main difference between the two states. All right. So my, my answer to that is having driven dance game machines down to Florida, having to go through South Carolina, I've noticed two main differences uh, and they're all both like uh, roadway related. One, if you, Drive a motorcycle uh, and you're dumb. Like, I'm sorry if you do this, but you're dumb. Uh, not not the motorcycle part, but when you get to the North Carolina, South Carolina border, you are legally allowed to take your helmet off to ride. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I think if I you see. do that, you're, you're probably dumb. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, to each their own. The other thing is the roads are a complete cluster crap in South Carolina, in my opinion, especially the interstates like. Like the North Carolina gas tax is so much higher than South Carolina and it goes to the roadways and it it's like and you can tell uh, just because Mm -hmm. they 
they are the bounciest like and when you've got arcade machines in the back you just feel the truck like i mean i'm you know bouncing like yeah. it's a roller coaster ride but uh anyway that's yeah that, that's my south carolina take but I, I did also know the whole like thing you mentioned with the the difference mm-hmm. between social distancing and not mm-hmm. yeah yeah very astute observations uh yeah you have to turn your radio up higher when you're driving through south carolina because the roads <laughs> are louder it's like that old asphalt that's like when you drive on it you know especially when you're going like 90 miles an hour across the state uh and i i just want to say i don't think that you are wrong for calling people stupid for not riding with helmets on while they're on motorcycles i will go ahead and say go as far as to say that this podcast is pro helmet if you're going to ride a motorcycle mm-hmm. officially let's just let's just make it an official stance you know i mean yeah, I, I just i just I don't see why, like, I get maybe the wind in your hair, so to speak, like, but uh, I, I also the flies in your mouth I, uh, that, too. But I would also like just say, like, I don't know, man, I, I value myself around my family a little more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway, if, if you do that, I would actually love to just understand why someone would, would do that, you know, like throw caution to the wind in that regard. But. You don't uh, even have a choice here, so I'm definitely pro helmet because you can't even yeah. do anything else here. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. And Speaking is, of making foolish decisions, <laughs> oh, I see where this <laughs> is going. Uh, we have foolishly decided to bring you yet another episode of this podcast <laughs> about a link to the past randomizer, in which foolish decisions are rampant for all players. Every no one is immune. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we wanted to talk about this time was actually something that Dante reminded me of. I think it was back in episode 114. We kind of got on this discussion and started to get down the rabbit hole. And then we said, whoa, like this episode's also already way too long. Uh, we're going to have to curtail this conversation. And of course, you can already see the title of this episode. So I'm not trying to like draw it out and make it a big reveal or anything. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about trackers manual tracking in restreaming a link to the past randomizer and just kind of publicly revisit uh, their efforts, uh, their their contribution, I guess, to the randomizer community, uh, what it has been in the past and where we're currently at, what it might look like in the future. So um, the question that you're probably reading as a title of this episode is something like, do we still need trackers? So that could come out, come off as maybe a bit of a hot take. No one's uh, ever going to track I, for our restreams <laughs> ever again after this. Right. Exactly. So before I, you know, explain myself and, and get into my justification for, you know, even asking a question like that, when we have so many volunteers that give up their free time to help us and to provide us with something that we need before I do all that, do you guys have anything that you'd like to add, uh, you know, to kind of uh, pepper in this conversation before we get it kicked off? I'm oh, I, I, I don't have much seasoning to add to this until we, <laughs> we hit the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like I, I, I think I threw my whole thing in last time, but I will I will throw that whole thing in again. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of the same. I think we, we need to get into it before I can really say much to it. Sure. OK, so. I want to try to get us back to sort of the frame that we were in, you know, four episodes ago in 114. From what I understand, you know, the conversation there was, is there too much going on in rando or have we hit peak rando? Sorry, that that was the question there. Uh, Have we hit peak rando? 
And one of the things that was thrown out as evidence is there's a lot less restreams these days than there was, say, a year ago, certainly, you know, in 2020 or two or three years ago. Uh, So one of the things that I heard you say, Dancy, and I just want to kind of reconfirm this, is one of the reasons we weren't seeing as many restreams is because we were having trouble finding people to do live tracking when the time came. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Yeah. So the biggest thing like on the SG side, like, and I'm assuming this is, again, full assumption. I'm assuming it's the same for ZSR. I know it's probably the same for us here at Goma Podcast, um, you know, and other restreaming networks. But without a tracker, you can't really do It's hard to rebroadcast a race. Can you do it? Yes. To For the mass audiences, and I say mass, I mean like the people who come to ZSR only or SG only. Um, a tracker is very essential. Otherwise, it's just everybody not only asking what's on the pedestal, but they're asking, you know, who's ahead, who has what dungeons done. And then it's going to be a, a cluster of that. That's why I think tracking is very essential. Um, and, you know, we have we have had we said I think I've said this about League before we've had races with commentators, like multiple, a plethora of commentators uh, and no trackers. And some of those comms will say, hey, I'll just track it instead. Like I'll drop drop off commentating and I'll track it because without the tracker or two for like entrance modes or co-op, then it's like you can't do it. Um, It's just not feasible because, you know, it's going to be four players if it's co-op and there's no way uh, to keep tabs on who's where, <laughs> you know, as far as like standing, I guess. Yeah. So when you're restreaming a match, being able to see who has collected what, you know, who has completed what dungeon, um, you know, and, and other kind of various things around that is, is pretty crucial to understanding like what is happening in the race. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I think that's an important point to make is we need that information in order for a race to make sense. So my pushback now, these days here in 2023, pretty much everybody uses auto tracking. Not Mm -hmm. everyone, not as a rule, but most of us have our auto tracking set up and we are displaying it on our stream. I know you don't have to, but most of us are doing that. It's certainly easy. If, If I can figure it out, then anybody in this community can. So my question is, why can't we just require people being restreamed to auto track and display their tracker and then display that on the restream so that we can see that, you know, vital information that we need to see in order to have understanding of what's happening in the race? Well, so to me, there's a difference because right now everyone is streaming their gameplay feed because they have to for the integrity, like the competitive integrity of the game. But the tracker is purely needed for people who are watching that. Yes. Right. So for mm-hmm. viewers or for people who are like jumping in in the middle of the seed, you know, it's super helpful when you miss the first 20 minutes of a seed and you jump into a restream and you see, oh, OK, you know, two dungeons done, already got the hook shot and the boots or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, kind of where it is. You can figure all that out throughout just watching, right? Because eventually they're going to open up their menu probably, you know, now with quick swap, it's a little bit harder, but even then you see, oh, they're scrolling through the items. Oh, they're using boots. You know, you can figure all the information out, but it's definitely easier with a tracker, but a tracker isn't needed for competitive integrity. 
And when you're asking people to A, use auto tracking and B, display their tracker on the stream, you're forcing them to do something that they might not have done yet. As you said, most people use auto tracking and most people display it just, you know, for the viewers or because, you know, it's been a part, which is another important thing to mention, maybe that it's been a part of restreams for such a long time that it's kind of hard to imagine restreaming without a tracker, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean old things can never change, but I think that would definitely be a detrimental change for people to be able to follow, as we already pointed out. But, you know, think of the few people or the few extremely good people who play completely without a tracker. What do they do when they, you know, want to play in a tournament and get a restream or something? Suddenly they have to set up their auto tracking. They might be playing on hardware, which might make it harder to set up. You know, and then they got to display it on their stream. They might not have a stream layout for it. it. It just adds more hurdles to things which, you know, I understand where you're coming from and I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't think that's, you know, the right avenue to go down, really. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i in the boat of uh, I don't think we need more hoops for our players to jump through. But mm-hmm. that being said, I would love in, in a perfect world as a tournament organizer and having to say, we got to pull the plug on this race because we don't have a tracker. I would love there to be an opt in where when you sign up for your race on the schedule, you could check a box that says, will you have, will you and your opponent be using auto tracking? You know, if yes, click like click this. So then if we know that's an option and we don't, that way we don't have to incessantly ping the trackers. Um, And what we could do now, this is where, this is where it gets really into the weeds because somebody on the SG side, sorry, Sigma, um, would have to write a code, like a web code, basically, for them mm-hmm. to connect to the FX pack or your emulator and allow like a, just an extra connection to it. Like that way you wouldn't have to use like it wouldn't be interface with Dunka Tracker. It would just be its own thing. Um, yeah. And and it sounds like I, I, when I'm saying it, it sounds like, oh, this is so easy. We could just do this because mm-hmm. there, like there's so many trackers that have auto tracking now. But I think it's a big undertaking. The other thing would be, well, you mentioned, like, could we just display my my tracker? Well, I know me and Ari use Dunka Tracker, and I know Andy uses PugHUD, which is part of Emo Tracker. So the resolution size, like the X coordinates and the Y coordinates size of it, are different. Now, if you look at the SG one, that one's different than both of those. It's more of a wide, like the X axis or whatever is longer than y-axis then it is tall Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't fit in there like so if sg did their automated thing which i know it captures like windows and then it'll stretch to fit which is why the cropping is important um inside like a boundary you're gonna have like dunk a tracker which is like basically a square and it's gonna be stretched to this rectangle and it's gonna look like garbage um Mm -hmm. and then the same thing would apply to like i think pug hud or just emo tracker in general it's not i think it's a slight rectangle but it's still pretty tall so it'd be squished down stretched out same premise. Um, and that's why to make it look nice, we'd have to have someone code it. Now, no, you know, if you do that for one game, you potentially have to do it for all of them. And then I don't see I don't see speed gaming or ZSR really wanting to do that for one game in particular, like us. You know, we could say that we're important enough to do that, but I really just don't I don't know. I, I, it would, I, I would love it in a, like I said, perfect world to have it as a fallback. Like I would love to just make sure we don't, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't want to give the middle finger to our trackers because they're they're really great at what they do. They're really responsive in chat when a lot of them are when when, you know, tracking, you know, if the comms are talking about something and they may slip up and say something wrong and the tracker notices it, they can tell them if they want to tell them behind the scenes in the SG discord. So it doesn't look like they're just trying to step all over their toes. They can do that, too. Mm -hmm. They're a huge asset. So Mm -hmm. I kind of think I would love to have them preferably, but I would like a fallback since we are in that era now uh of like the 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 enthusiasm we had for signing up for commentary has fallen off and and tracking has fallen off a bit because more people now are players than they are volunteers i would say like Mm -hmm. exclusively volunteers i mean sure yeah uh i do want to just say one thing um and I'm, i'm glad that you've brought this up as it as it stands right now we need trackers in order to put on a restream and that's that's how it currently is right now. And as long as that is the case, then the work that trackers provide is valued. That's good, solid work. We need that. Like you said, they're mm-hmm. invaluable. A lot of them are consummate professionals, not just in clicking the buttons, but also communicating with comms, uh, you know, correcting chat, answering questions, you know, uh, accepting feedback from chat if they happen to misclick something. These are all things that I think would be really hard to automate. And as it stands right now, we absolutely need those people and they are valued. And I don't want to seem like I don't appreciate what they offer to the community as a whole. My question is more, you know, like, like I, like I said at the very beginning of this, what I heard you say is like, sometimes restreams would be canceled because we can't find a tracker kind of at the last minute. And that's more what I'm trying to address is like, okay, let's say we don't have the luxury of having someone come in and click these buttons and be, you know, uh, an actual human brain doing this job. Is there some way that it could be automated in a way that's reasonable? That's not going to take a ton of setup. Uh, what I'm hearing is just yes, that could AI. be possible, but <laughs> yeah, well, and it, you know, maybe an AI, an AI helps write some of the code, but um, yeah, it, that doesn't exist right now. Kind of like when we were talking about trying to automate restreaming, it's like, well, theoretically, yes, it could be possible, but like, who's going to write it? And it's like, well, now, now I don't really know what to say to that because the answer is not me. And I don't, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, it does kind of exist for Dunker Tracker exclusively, and he uses it for uh, invitational restreams. I think we talked about this when it first came right. up as well. Uh, he has sort of explained it to me in the meantime. I've already forgotten because it's like <laughs> super crazy programming magic. It's not super complicated, but essentially he uh, what you would need is something sort of comparable to how crowd control works where you connect to a little piece of software that then, you know, makes a connection with your game. And instead of letting people in chat control your game, you're sending the auto tracker data back, not only to your auto tracker, but also Mm -hmm. to like the server of SG, Mm -hmm. let's say. And they on their restream, instead of having a person click the buttons, receive your auto tracker data, and then the icons light up. And it's just like if you were auto tracking yourself. And yeah. that could work, but it needs a lot of infrastructure and less so on the client side where the players could actively be doing that, but more so on the server side of the people who are doing yep. the rebroadcasts. And that's probably what makes it more you know, complicated or maybe less likely to happen because, as Dante said, you'll, you'd need it for more games, for different games, for different tracker setups, for different setups as far as you know, hardware is concerned or whatever. So it might be a bigger undertaking than it seems. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, I mean, from what I've gathered, by the way, like 
ALTTPR is in the minority when it comes to allowing auto tracking or not. Like from what I understand, there are a lot of competitive randomizer communities and they do not allow any form of auto tracking. Now there might Mm -hmm. be some less like less items, but you know, there's uh, I know Zooter at one point was talking about like like auto tracking around the same time we were talking about it and they, they decided, no, you're not allowed to do that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, pick and choose like with, with us being in the minority there, that's why I don't see it being a valuable asset to, you know, a lot of restreaming networks will say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Herf, what you described that the, you know, that ladder is currently able to do thanks to big Duncan, his tracker. I mean, that seems so clean. It's basically like a perfect world version of what I was talking about where, you know, well, what I was talking about was way more jank, which is just like, you know, you do a screen capture of your own Mm -hmm. tracker and then Mm -hmm. just, you know, stream that on your own stream. Um, which is, you know, a quick and dirty way to do it and, and will definitely work. But to Dante's point, you get different trackers and different, you know, uh, you have to change the layout every single time for every person's stream. That's obviously takes a lot of time is not ideal. Maybe an AI could do it, but anyway, we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, ha- being able to just read it directly, uh, seems like such a, a, a great solution for this, but you know, you know, we've we've kind of going over things we've already talked about at this point. I think um, we're probably all essentially in a, in agreement in terms of you know, yeah, it would be great, but we're not really quite there yet technologically or technically, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. The I, other I thing you have to yeah. really consider, and I think Dunka has this built in with his restream. Maybe Herf can verify for me, but like it has to read the item, and then it also has to read a ten minute delay. Like since Mm -hmm. it's the latter invitationals. So it has to process the data and then it has to hold like the programming has to be written in a way where it holds it in a timer bank, so to speak. So 10 minutes Mm -hmm. later, it turns it on instead of like if there's a 10 minute delay, like if this is like SGL something and it's a 20 Mm -hmm. minute delay for some reason, you know, which we've seen in the past with SGL online stuff. Then you look at, okay, well, now I've got to program this. I got to have an option to flag it for 20 minutes or maybe maybe let's just say, you know, XYZ randomizer uses a five minute delay or just a, a 60 second delay just to add a little bit yeah. in, then mm-hmm. you got to have all those flag sets too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's That's cool. There's, there's so many, I don't know. It is it, it so many benefits to having it, but I also think all those benefits are just so like we talked about how niche our community is. So we have to think about outside of our community and I'm, I'm, I'm circling back to this. It's just like, with the restream networks, there's so many other games that they care about uh, and their infrastructure is probably a little more valuable to upgrade versus we need this one little tracker for the ALTTPR folks because they want to have their cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it would necessarily fall to them to do it, you know? It also kind of depends, right? Because on the one hand, yeah, it is for us, so to speak, for the ALTTPR folks, but at the same time, it would also make their job easier because they don't need mm-hmm. to be looking for trackers anymore all the sure. time, right? Because SG has the same problem, probably even more so than uh, most of the tournaments or league or whoever. And uh, if you, assuming you're not super into having comms for your match, Dunko with a setup could like completely automate it right now, right? Because all you need to do is fire up the restream, capture the correct streams from the right guys mm-hmm. and have them connect to the tracker 
and everything kind of works itself out. You don't have commentary, which is obviously also an important part of a restream. But, you know, if right. people want to watch the match, like if it doesn't get a restream, people often watch a multi-twitch of the two races, right? So it's kind of the mm-hmm. same in a way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it would definitely be beneficial. But, um, yeah, I, I also don't really see it happening to Dante's point. It's just yep. not, not anytime soon anyway. Trackers' jobs are safe. Yes. <laughs> oh, As, I think the only reasonable action item from here could potentially be, like you were saying, Dancy, for uh, different networks to reevaluate their policies when it comes to the necessity of having a tracker if both racers have agreed ahead of time that they're okay with auto tracking on their own side and then having that clipped and then used for the official restream rather than having to turn everyone away and say, sorry, no restream tonight. We couldn't find someone to casually watch the stream and click along the buttons. You know, it just, I think that would be a a great compromise. Um, But ultimately, you know, having the the tech kind of catch up and track on our behalf for a restream, which I think would be ideal is, is probably a little ways off. I'd say like another thing is like we, we were spoiled on the ALTTPR side, like me just sure. being involved in, you know, that SM rando tourney for a, a bit in the Swiss and like one round of brackets with the, as far as the restreams go, they, they don't push trying to get channels for races. Um, like I don't see, at least I didn't see a lot of discussion on that. What I saw was, last minute a, a race would get a channel because we saw there were multiple people signed up. Um, like with SM, I noticed three days out, a commentator would be assigned to a channel or a race and the channel, like it doesn't even have a channel yet. So I think it's how each community operates. So in ALTTPR, like we are very much, I don't know, stuck up our own butt, I guess is the way to put it, where we're just going to assume that, our races are going to take priority. We're going to have a restream and it's not always the case. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think everybody should be thankful that we do have as many as we do. Uh, and, you know, I think it's something we definitely take for granted. Uh, that That's kind of where my take is on it because it's just how we've always operated. So we've come to this uh, assumption that it's like a guarantee or it's like a, a God, like a God given right of rando. It's, it's more of a privilege than it is like a right, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, I, we, we are rich as a community with resources and tech to make our lives easier. That that's definitely worth remembering every now and then that, you know, the things that we talk about here are, are really pretty minor in the grand scheme of things um, in terms of improvements that can be made. We already are sitting on a wealth of uh, really great technology that helped us get to this point. Very true. And on that note of gratitude, Oh, I just love that. Let's go ahead and move to the news items that we have on in the hopper uh, for this week. So first thing, of course, we want to check in on the Invitational League. Oh, by the way, before we do that, just want to say we definitely want to hear your thoughts on Tracker Chat. So uh, if there's anything that you feel like you want to push back on, you know, politely or agree with or add on uh, to. If you want to lay into in Tim Discord. and tell him that he's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Lay into me. Give, give me give me all you got. I can take it. 
Um, okay, so anyway, back to the news now. So we have uh, League Invitational, which is in the middle of finals. Uh, we us- usually go to Dante for this, but I won't make him talk about himself this way. I'll just briefly tell you that uh, tonight, if you're listening to this as it comes out, uh, which is uh, Wednesday, February 1st uh, at 510 Eastern, Dante. Uh, of course, of Pugs will be taking on Ganon's Gone Wild of OK Dudes. This is their game four, and Swordless has been chosen as the mode. So, uh, Dante, best of luck to you tonight as you uh, fight for your life in this tournament. Do you have any uh, any thoughts you want to share ahead uh, of the race? Regardless of how things go, win or lose, it's my last race uh, for the league mm. uh, since I can't mm-hmm. play game five, obviously. So it's been fun. Um I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping I can make a game five happen. I'm not I don't think that it's a lock by any chance uh, or any, you know, stretch of imagination. GGW is really good at the game. Uh, He he made all the right decisions in our casual boots race and he played it really well. So uh, it's going to be tough. We'll see what we can do. And if if I can make game five happen, I mean, a championship round going to the final game of co-op retrants, I think is potentially the sweatiest way to end a tournament <laughs> out of anything possible. Uh, Pretty but, good. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully it, it, hopefully at least it's just a good show, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. from both of us. And I hope it's a good race for everybody to enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be watching and, and best of luck to you. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and uh, congratulations <laughs> on, on all of your success in the league so far. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and then in open, we have uh, we are into finals right now. We have Farm Friends versus Great Name Pending. Uh, currently, Farm Friends is up 1-0 at the time of this recording. Uh, but um, No, they are not. Will... <laughs> oh, they're not. Oh, there's been an update since I checked this morning. Uh, wait, is, is that really what it says? It should. It, Great Name Pending is up 1-0. Oh, maybe I just typed it into our into my notes. Yeah, really great weird. name pending took the first cross keys and then there was a break, uh, a little bit of a break because they were technically starting a week early because of how quickly final four um, wrapped up. So uh, great name pending up one at the moment. And then both of their games, I think, are scheduled for Wednesday. Uh, other games two and three, so to speak, are scheduled for Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Uh, Wednesday will be a little before the invitational race. We're looking at uh, uh, Farm Friends taking on. I take that back. They have moved them around yet again. Farm Friends and Great Name Pending will be playing Hard Enemizer. It'll be Mr. Scruff Ninja Tuna versus Top Life Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then Breathe versus Tabby Cat. I believe that is Casual Boots will be that same day at 410. So they're going to be doing kind of like a back to back potentially. Um so it could that could be wrapping up very soon. It could go to a game four. We'll have to wait and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed to see uh, Amish Paradise eliminated. Um, all those guys uh, hang out in their server. They're all MT alums. So I kind of I felt like I had an inside track as they would talk before and after all their races. But they had a great <laughs> season. And of course, they're going to be uh, promoted up to the Invitational League next year. Yep. Um, nice. So, well, thank you, Janty, for uh, saving my ass with all that information. I was woefully unprepared on the open side of things. And you, you came with the knowledge. So I appreciate that. Uh, who wants to take our next one here? Uh, sure, I can take that one. Okay. Uh, we are talking about the Kabuki-tational, the AD Casboots Keys Invitational. Uh, that's been going on for quite some time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a final two, it looks like, which will be Telethar versus Hitsuyan1337. Uh, both people that we've heard quite a bit around the community. And, you know, they keep posting good results. And as we see here, still in the top. Uh, most of the top eight has been run async. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So they do a lot of async stuff over there, apparently. Yeah, um, so I chatted with uh, John Snoo mm-hmm. uh, in messages today, and he was saying that, yeah, it's, it's the, the tournament has gone on a little bit longer than they anticipated because of losers brackets, um, but it's been very casual. Uh, and yeah, they've just been working to, you know, get it, get the tournament wrapped up yeah. uh, and, you know, to help with, you know, making the races happen quicker. They've been doing asyncs. They've actually, he, he shared with me, they've done 68 async races in this tournament, um, I guess, again, in an effort to just get them all knocked out. Yeah, that's um, a lot of asyncs. Yeah. And another thing that uh, he commented on is that there's it seems like there's been a lot less restreams of these matches. It's just been about the play and about you know, who wins and who moves on and less mm-hmm. about like watching what's happening there, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting because a lot of times it's like, oh, finals, we got to get those restreamed. And, you know, ZSR, what are you doing? And, you know, it's, it's a mad dash to get as many people watching them as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will at the very least, you know, report back and let you know who won. I believe Hitsuyan needs to win this series and then another one having come back from losers. And, so oh, okay. I think yeah. it's a best of five both times too. So he'll have to mm, win oh, three. Yeah. And then if he resets the bracket, he'll have to win three again. So Hitsuyan's got to win six races uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to seal the deal here. Well, meanwhile, Telethar just has to get three in, in one series, not three as a whole. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so we will uh, let you know who is the grand champion there. And I also did get a uh, word that this definitely will be happening again next year, uh, kind of around the same time. So like November of 2023. So, um, cool. you know, John's been talking about improvements that he's going to make and things that he likes that he wants to keep the same. So it, it should be should be a good tournament. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. All right. Well, wow. I guess it's time for GMP community updates. So uh, Glitch Mentor Tournament still rolling along. We are at the start of week five now. We have one more week of Swiss, and then we are going to be into brackets. Um, so not much more to report there. Uh, we have had a few more restreams of that. If you are interested in getting a little bit of a demonstration of some of these glitched modes and hearing you know commentators kind of explain what's going on in them, definitely uh, hang out in our Discord and, and you know check those glitched channels for those restreams when they're happening they don't happen too often and sometimes they'll kind of like they'll be planned the day of so you really just kind of have to lurk in those channels to, to make sure you catch them yeah. but they're they're great to watch they're, will, they're really interesting so i will say we could plug like in this bracket now or rather in this uh swiss we have reached the point where there are only two undefeated runners left which are gamma chu and trey spire so they'll be mm-hmm. facing off at some point this week i'm sure Someone will at least attempt to either vodcast or or live rebroadcast their race. Um, you know, it's kind of what we've been seeing is either like a vodcast or something if they do async, you know, something along those lines. But um, should be really exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing when this thing, you know, kicks off into brackets. I think there's a couple weeks left, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple weeks, a couple weeks more of Swiss to go. 
Um, so yeah, that's the glitch MT. We will uh, be back uh, in a couple weeks to give you the the lay of the land with brackets. I think the plan was to have two brackets. You know, the first one is the top sixteen, and then the next one is just however many we have. Uh, we've had a few drops, so it's not a super clean number, but we'll still have that bracket go through that was so that we can have kind of a, a top winner, and then um, you know the next round down of the of the uh, of the. What am I trying to say? The everyone, it's like a group of the, um, what's about the word? Like, uh, are you talking about like the groups where we go to different brackets um, of like master sword, <laughs> gold sword? Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a word that like encapsulates everybody in the thing. And I just cannot uh, think of the word right now. The word is everyone. Uh, <laughs> I just said everyone to, to, to explain what this word is. I can't think of, ah, Okay, maybe Tuesday tip will. No, I hope, we'll I hope here Tuesday with the tip word. cuts in and says I didn't think of it because that would was be it like like heard. Maybe it was heard. Maybe heard is the word I was trying heard, to think. Hurdy dirty. <laughs> yeah, hurdy dirty. Hurdy dirty. Uh, yeah, looking at her reminded me. Maybe it was her. Yeah, I think it was heard. Like yeah, the whole herd know. of anyway. players. Is that what you were trying to get at? <laughs> no, that sounds stupid. No, it definitely wasn't heard. God, I don't know. Usually this happens and I just pick a different word and move on or I'll edit around it. But I think I'm just going to leave all of this in this time. <laughs> plethora this of players. How about that? We, we move on with plethora. a plethora of players. Um, plethora is a great word. I definitely can't deny that. So I'm, I'm willing to settle on plethora. Okay. That perfect. sounds good. All right, so bi-weekly seed. Uh, <laughs> I had to laugh last time. You you guys probably realized this and just were too polite to say anything, but we were talking about the last BWS, mm-hmm. and then before we got a chance to talk about the new one, I was like, "All right, let's wrap up the episode." I will. We, we did not talk about the new the new. I BWS will admit one. to you guys and everyone listening that I was in the same boat as you, Tip. I totally. Had, had no idea. <laughs> I was like, we talked, we talked about it, and I was so excited to talk about it because I actually played it. Um, yes. Instead of you know just saying, I hope everybody had fun one. playing. Yeah, and then I didn't think about that we should uh, expand upon that. Yeah, I had also I had written it in the outline ahead of time. I w- just wanted to do an open seven seven. That's what we ended up doing. It was it was Tuesday Timps open seven seven since he gave it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I guess because it's also like such a regular seed that I was I don't know we just blew right by it. So so tell anyway, me about this we, what we're this what we're doing next week uh, or next like this episode because I I hear it's a pretty interesting uh, mode that was brought to our attention in the Discord. Yeah, it definitely sounds interesting. And I feel like we have either talked about this or uh, talked about a very similar mode. Um, I can't quite remember, but it's called a Trinity Seed. And there are three win conditions. You can either collect eight out of 10 Triforce pieces in the, you know, 216 item shuffle. Uh, So there's 10 of those uh, in the shuffle. You can find eight of them to win. You can can, uh, pull ped so you can get your three pendants or... It's a fast Ganon with a random number of crystals uh, for Ganon to be vulnerable. And you can read the sign on the pyramid to see exactly how many that could be. So I don't know if there's a minimum or maximum for those crystals, uh, but that could end up being a really quick route if there isn't one. Uh, so, yeah, this just seems really interesting. It's it's I'm, I'm not even exactly sure what my strategy would be going into it, but I would love to roll one of these and see mm-hmm. how it shakes out. I'm down. Let's do and, it. Uh, yeah, and thanks to Lamaga for for throwing us this uh, recommendation. So we will see how to how to generate one of these, and and that is your BWS one eighteen. Enjoy. Sounds good. 
All right, let's wrap it up. Okay, uh, gomodepodcast at gmail.com is our email for now. <laughs> um, guarantee that that one will work and we'll, we'll get it. Uh, we'll continue to um, look into fixing the other one, although I just absolutely hate fixing email problems. It's probably the least favorite part of my job, and I really don't like doing my job when it comes to my hobby, so it, I'm putting it off really hardcore. Um, so best thing you could do is hit us up at Discord or Twitter or uh, email.com. That one is safe as well. Of course, we're also on YouTube and at Twitch. Gmail, not gomodepodcast at email. Did I say email? I, I'm 99% yep. sure you did. Okay. Okay, yeah. So gomodepodcast at, at Gmail. Gmail. Uh, you guys have been on the internet before. You know what <laughs> normal emails sound like. So, yeah, gmail.com is where we're at. Um, we also are on Patreon. A huge thank you to our patrons for supporting us and helping us to keep these episodes come out coming out on a regular basis with a certain set of standards. You know, that's all important. Really appreciate you with that. Uh, and let's do some shout outs. Um, I already know cold what mine is going to be cold, i don't know if wow. you guys i know um, it cold I'm i don't have a, lot. a whole lot to shout out i uh I'll, I'll do two things i i got to visit a costco yesterday for the first time Ooh. um i've been to like sam's club if you've ever heard of that which is like a walmart type company um basically the same thing in premise but doesn't have the same brands so i was able to get a big old ribeye roast and i'm gonna Ooh. chop it up into some steaks uh i got a 15 pound ribeye roast <laughs> so um i'm gonna have steaks for ages uh, in the freezer and it's gonna be i'm hoping it's gonna be great um but yeah that that is that is my shout out i went to costco i was happy uh i also got a thing of sriracha powder so that mm. for my wife so that ought to be pretty good that's that that's honestly like between work and playing rando that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last two weeks so hell yeah nice, nice. i love it yeah sounds great yeah we used to live like less than a mile from a costco when i was in north carolina now it's a it's a little bit of a trip it's like a good you yeah, say 15, when i was in north away. carolina like it was so long ago <laughs> you know previously back in the day yeah exactly um herf do you want me to go or do you want to go next uh go ahead Okay, so my shout out this time is for Hitman World of Assassination Freelancer Mode. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a huge uh, Hitman World of Assassination fan. This is this describes the trilogy of games Hitman one through three. And when I say Hitman one, I mean the one that came out in 2016. Um, So these three games they announced uh, on January 26th of 2023, Hitman 3 would hereby be renamed to Hitman World of Assassination, and all of the maps from Hitman 1 and 2 are included now if you buy the World of Assassination version. So it's like 21 different levels, and each level is huge, and there's a million things you can do there. Um, So they did that, which didn't affect me much because I already have all three of the Hitmen and, and a lot of DLC for it. But what they also added was this new mode called Freelancer Mode. And it's basically a roguelike with Hitman. You know, you're playing Hitman, but you're also progressing through levels like a roguelike. Normally, the way I play the game is I try to go for the Silent Assassin rating, which is where, you know, no one spots you. You only kill your targets and you hide the bodies and you get away without anyone having any, you know, idea that you were there. That's Mm -hmm. a really fun way to play the game. It's one of the ways I enjoy playing. 
it's kind of the main point of Hitman. What freelancer mode does is it says it, it puts you loose on a map in a random spot. And it says, okay, here's the target you have to kill. And it picks that person randomly. It's it's just like procedurally generated, I guess. Like, you know, it's it's not going to be a target that you've gotten in like a, a normal mode. Uh, and it says, kill that person and escape. That's all you have to do. There's no silent assassin indicator. Um, you know, there's no stars. We're not going to rate you at the end by your like stealth performance. Just get this done. Also, here's three more objectives. If you can happen to hit them, you'll get some extra points at the end and you can, you know, spend your points to upgrade your gear and stuff like that. And it'll be stuff like, you know, use a melee weapon or, um, you know, complete the level within two and a half minutes. Just different. There's like hundreds of them. And this is it's just so much fun like the way i never really played the game like this but it encourages you now to like what we call go loud where it's like you're not really worried about the stealth you're just like you know you're shooting a dude in the head from 50 yards away and then sprinting for the exit you know it's it's just a completely (laughs) different way to play the game and uh it's loads of fun i um was serious i was sitting at work on friday being like can i use PTO this afternoon so I can go home and play Hitman Freelancer. <laughs> I, I ended up not doing that. So, you know, That's hold funny. your judgment or whatever. But yeah, it's a super fun way to get play this game. And it's totally free. If you have Hitman World of Assassination, this extremely expansive new game mode is just completely free. So highly recommend it. It's it's a ton of fun. That's the Hitman World of Assassination Freelancer mode. Sounds great. I'm sorry. I just, I'm yeah, no, not, it's just I, funny. I that think, was the same, like, that was the I, same response to the Costco <laughs> thing, which I thought was very justified. But I wanted to say that at least I thought Tim's like Hitman thing was very much more interesting than my Costco trip. It, it was. And Definitely I more think, passionate, at least. I do think it sounds great, but I'm just not a fan of the Hitman games. That's my mm-hmm. problem. That's why I'm That's not fair. super It's because the dude's bald, right? It's like, no, it's like, uh, I know, I know you don't like act because he's bald, but <laughs> oh, wow. that's a whole different that's story. <laughs> but yeah, that, no, he doesn't like act because act is a, a assassin, you know, yeah, that maybe. kills people around you the never world. Know. That's why sometimes it sounds like it. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess it's my turn to go. All right. Let's yep. see. Uh, I'll mention it just so people don't think I won't. Uh, I'll forget an entry in one of my favorite series. I've played Persona 3 Portable, the remake that came out. Uh, it was all right. Persona 3 is a great game. The remake's kind of crappy, and uh, remaking the portable version is a questionable decision. We've talked yeah, about Herf, it in Herf, our host's channel. Yeah, he clued us in on this. He gave us the rundown <laughs> of, of the, the missteps they made in localizing this game or remastering this game. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty baffling. Yeah, it's uh, it's just sad, but whatever. You know, some people prefer the portable version uh, back in the day. So, you know, it's just uh, 50% of it are personal preference and the other 50% are like weird AI upscaled graphics that look like crap and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, a much better remake is uh, the Dead Space remake that came out on Friday as of the recording date last Friday, so three days ago, which I have already finished once and also finished the new game plus once because I'm insane, <laughs> apparently. Uh, it was a ton of fun. It's really it's a great game. It held up great. They didn't change too much. They added some lore to it. Uh, I'm I'm a huge lore nut for pretty much any game that I enjoy. In case people haven't noticed that yet, so 
I really like to get clued in and watch like four hour long YouTube videos uh, explaining timelines and stuff like that. And uh, they added some interesting stuff there, uh, which wasn't in the original, I don't think, uh, to like, you know, explain a bit more of the lore and where everything came from and stuff like that, uh, which I thought was very well done. Plays wonderfully. It was a ton of fun. Uh, they added a secret ending, which you can only get on New Game Plus, which is why I hurried through it so quickly. It wasn't really worth it, to be honest. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it just, you know, it was okay, I guess. A nice addition, and I wouldn't have played New Game Plus if I didn't enjoy the game. But, you know, if you're just, like, slogging through it to get the secret ending or whatever, don't just look it up on YouTube. That's probably enough. Yeah. Very think, good. Yeah. That's about it. I got I got to play Dead Space. Yeah. And you told me that it's it's totally OK for me to play this remake without bothering with the 2009 version, which definitely yeah. is a lot more attractive to me. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sounds good. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We'll be back again in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I've been Tim. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Herfy Derfy and Danty, let's go ahead and mirror out.